turn with you in your Bibles with me to the book of Mark, the fifth chapter, and I am not going to be lengthy, and, and I do, I was, I was tongue-in-cheek while ago about kids acting out in the full moon. I'm serious about that. That does happen, folks. It does. I don't know what it is about it, but I'm mindful of that, and I know that I don't want you to be distracted. I want you to hear what I have to say, but I'll be, uh, I'll try to be as conscious of the time and that as I can. Mark chapter 5, verse 21. I'm going to begin there, read verse 21 to 23, and then skip down to verse 35. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet, and he besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands upon her that she may be healed, and she shall live. Skipping down to verse number 35, pick up our reading, and it says, While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. Be not afraid, only believe. I like what one translation said. I don't remember who it was, but one of the older translations in verse 36 said, And Jesus hearing, but ignoring what they said, said to Jairus, Be not afraid, only believe. I want to talk to you for just a few moments tonight about how to make it home. Amen. How to make it home. Everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I concur with the writer of old who penned the words to one of our beloved songs of yesteryear that life is filled with swift transition. Not of earth unmoved shall stand. There is something about life that as we know it is filled with so many surprises. There is the unexpected that comes often to our life, and there is certainly, along with that, the unplanned events, and more often than not, unwanted events, things that if we were to choose, certainly we would not order that for our family or for our life, but life is that way. It is filled with swift transition. And not of earth unmoved shall stand. If you live in this world and you breathe the air of God's creation, somewhere in your life you're you're going to be tested and you're going to be pushed to the very limits. You're going to feel 
pressures on you that are indescribable. And you are going to wonder at times where those pressures come from. What brought all of this on? I know as a, as, as a man, there are times in my own life that I struggle with the events going on in my own life, and I wonder, what did I do wrong? Anybody ever feel that way? Anybody ever wonder when you look around at how things have not worked out the way you planned or the way you thought, and you wonder, what happened? How, how did I get where I am? And life is that way, not because you're an evil person, not because you're a wicked man or a woman, but life sometimes takes us down some roads that we are not always prepared for. And prepare as you will or prepare as you can. No one can foresee all the eventualities of life. I don't care who you are. I don't care how wise you are, how spiritual. I don't care if you pray every morning, every noon, and every evening. There are going to be things that come into your life that you're not going to be able to explain. And you're certainly not going to be able to understand. And you are going to have to endure them and prepare as you can. There are some things you just cannot prepare for. And you can be as strong as you want to be, but being strong is not going to prevent these things from happening. There are situations that confront us in life that we are staggered by. It literally takes the life out of us. It's like a blow to the midsection, an unexpected blow to the stomach that just takes the life, the breath out of you, and you wonder where did that come from and what brought that on. And there, there are things that are happening right now that when we sit back and we look at them and we try to understand them, you just, you, you, you just have to walk away scratching your head and wondering what, what, what is this all about and how, how did I get where I am? We are in situations right now that have, have, uh, that, that, that cause some of us even to stumble in our walk with God. As strong as we want to be and as determined as we are in living for God and as prepared as we try to be, nothing can prepare us for some events in life. And I think most of you are aware that life will stress you. Life will press you. It will strain you. It will haggle and hassle you. And life will worry you to death. And it will push you to the very limits at times. And so our text bears out that truth. The Bible introduces this man to us in a desperate situation. He was the ruler of the synagogue. So undoubtedly he was some kind of good man to have been called into that kind of position. He was not your run-of-the-mill bum. He was not uh, somewhere on the lower chain of life. But Jairus was a man much like some of you sitting here tonight 
trying to do the best you can to get by, trying to make it with your family and live through all the stresses and strains of life. And yet in spite of all of that, bad things came to his life. His daughter becomes sick and he becomes afraid that she will die. And undoubtedly there was evidence that she was going to die and she was fighting for her life. And so now this father is thrown into a panic and certainly he did the right thing when he came to Jesus I would tell you tonight that I applaud this man for doing what he did. I applaud him for his actions. I, I want to commend him for knowing where to go when trouble came. He went to Jesus. And there's something to be said about a man or a woman that knows where to go in time of trouble. And that's, that's not my message, but that's good message, folks. You better know where to go when trouble comes. And you better know who to talk to. You better know who to tell your troubles to. Because Facebook is not going to help you get over your trouble. The websites that you visit are not going to help you get past whatever you're dealing with. All of the gadgets that we have to make our life easier are not going to be the answer when we find ourselves where Jairus found himself and that was in a stressful situation and his world was turned upside down and a child hang in the balance. He didn't do what a lot of folks did, throw up their hands and say, what's going on? He just went to Jesus. And I like how he came. He came and he fell down before him. He humbled himself. You know what I've learned in life? I've learned that you can get to a place where you hurt so bad you don't care about your pride anymore. You don't care what people think about you. You don't care if they're going to write about it in the newspaper or they're going to say something disparaging about you. When you're hurting bad enough and you're desperate enough, you don't care who sees you do it. The Bible said he came and he fell at the feet of Jesus. And the Bible said he besought him greatly. He begged him earnestly, please come to my house because my daughter needs your help right now. I want to tell you tonight that there is something to be said about the man or woman who will humble themselves before the mighty hand of God and acknowledge, Lord, if you don't help me, I don't have any help in this world. Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord right now and praise Him. Hallelujah. Not only did He come with the right attitude and the right spirit, He even came in faith. The Bible said... He spoke to Jesus and said, If you will come to my house and put your hand upon her, she shall live. What more could a man do than that? What more could a man be asked to do in a crisis than what he had done? And yet in spite, listen to me, in spite of his very best efforts, it did not stop the hand of of death from visiting his house. 
in spite of his best efforts, it, he was still confronted by a fearful situation. And he was still confronted by fearful news. You know the story. As they made their way toward Jairus' house, a woman with an issue of blood made her way through the crowd and touched him. And the Lord had to stop and minister to her. And while they were lingering and he was ministering to this particular woman, the servant is seen making his way through the crowd. And you can tell by the look on his face, he, he doesn't have good news. And when he finally gets to where Jairus is at, he simply says, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble you, the master, any further? It's interesting to note that in life there are times when life will ask those kind of questions. Why are you even trying? Why are you even praying? Why are you even in church tonight? Why are you wasting your time? This situation is over and this situation is done. You might as well go on back and try to make life as good as you can make it. But in that kind of atmosphere, the Lord turned and began to speak to him very powerful and pertinent words. And he gave him the keys of how to make it home. He told him how in a very simple way to make it all the way. You can do everything that you know to do in life and not stop the fall of life. You can do everything that you can in life and you cannot stop things from falling apart sometime. You can do everything in your life and still be confronted by bad news. Even when you are doing all that you know to do, the news of the hour can set you on your heels. And it has been so for some of you here tonight. As best as you know how to do, you are serving the Lord but you know what? A doctor's visit can change all of that. Or a call from a lawyer can change all of that. Or a call from an insurance agent can, call, can change all of that. Or a call from a family member or a doctor or, or, or many other sources. One phone call, one bit of news can turn our world upside down and even when you're doing all that you know to do and Jairus was doing it he was still confronted by news that tried to take the life out of him and tried to strip away from him the only thing that would keep him and that was his faith you see there are things in life and in our pursuit of life that are overwhelming and no matter how you try, you cannot explain them. Try to do right, but wrong still come. Try to be connected to the right people, and you still find yourself in difficult situation. You are confronted by overwhelming news, and you are confronted by things that you don't know what to do with. Anyone who has ever attempted to walk by faith, has found out what I'm telling you tonight is true. There are times when your faith is shaken. And there are times when your faith is troubled. 
And there are times when your faith is disturbed. And there are times when your faith becomes weak. And there are even times when you would say that you have little faith. Times when our confidence is stunned and our nerves are rattled and our minds are upset and our hearts are distressed and our wills are flustered and we walk anxiously through life. Somewhere in the midst of all of that, we have to settle something in our life. And that is how we are going to live. Am I going to live by fear or am I going to live by faith? Whatever the news of the day is, I promise you it will try to take the faith out of you. And you will be overwhelmed by those things that are spoken in your ear. But you have to make a decision. Am I going to be driven by that fear? Or am I going to be led by the faith that has brought me to where I am tonight? There's a choice that all of us must make here in this building. You see, faith defines a dimension of life and of living that is pleasing to God. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. And with faith, there is a substance of things hoped for. What faith does in our life is open a door of possibility, and it leaves before us the hope that God can still work in my situation. I'm here to tell somebody tonight, no matter what the news of the day may be, you still have to live by faith. No matter what comes in the mail tomorrow, you still have to live by faith. You cannot allow yourself to be driven by fear because fear has torment. And fear will trouble you. And fear will take the life out of you. With fear there is never enough. When fear is in the house, there will always be an end. When fear is in the house, it's always too late. And you will never make it through this. But if you could ever let faith in, faith would tell you otherwise. Faith would say, hold on, God's not through working yet. If you would just allow faith to come in, faith would say, hold on, time out. God's not through yet. God's still here. And if God's still here, that means God's still working. I'm here to tell somebody tonight, you better rise on your feet and decide how you're going to make it home. And I've decided I'm going to make it home by faith. I may not understand everything that's happening in my life. And I may not can explain what all is happening. But I know this, God has His hand on my life. And God has brought me to where I am tonight. And if God could bring me where I am right now, He can take me through whatever is before me. And so I choose to live by faith. Hallelujah. Come on and love Him with me right now. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. With God all things are possible. Say that with me. With God all things are possible. God has ways of working that you and I don't even know about. God has ways of working that you and I cannot understand. Not only that, I've come to tell somebody again that God can. 
I don't care what world is telling you or what your circumstances are telling you or what your fear is telling you. God can. God can make a way. God can help you overcome. God can get you through this. God can get you over whatever you're dealing with. God can do anything. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody and look them right in the eye and tell them that God can do anything. Oh, yes, God can do anything. Not only can God do it, God will do it. I said God will do it. God will do it. God doesn't want you to live frustrated and anxious and worried all the time. God doesn't want you wringing your hands at night. God doesn't want you stressed out over the news that just came to you. The news that said your daughter is dead. You don't even need to be here. You need to go on home. You need to get on with your life. I'm here to tell you that God will work in those situations if you'll just keep Him there. If you'll just remember that He is there to help you and He is willing to help you and He wants to help you. Amen. God is not in the business of frustrating people. God is in the business of fulfilling things. He fulfills promises. He fulfills those things that He has said in His Word. I like what the psalmist said in one verse in the psalm. He said, Lord, I want to remember Your Word upon which You have caused me to hope. I want to remember your word. I want to tell you what to do when you get down in the dumps and you're wrestling with this stuff on a daily basis. Like Brother Landon said a while ago, it's easy when we're all in here and the music's going and everybody's worshiping. It's easy to get high. But it's another story when you wake up by yourself on Monday morning or you come home from work on Tuesday afternoon and you're alone. And it doesn't matter how loud you sing and it doesn't matter how much you pray it doesn't seem to be doing any good I've come to tell you that even there God is with you and God is working in your midst and faith says hang on God is still in control God is still on the throne and God will help me Amen. Say that right now. God will help me. God will help me. You see, faith is more than a creed. It's more than just something that you pronounce over your life. Faith is a means of, of survival. Faith is also a way of life. I live by faith. I live by faith in the disruptions of life. In the news that comes, that sets us back, I live by faith. In a life when we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, I live by faith. Some of you are smiling tonight, but tomorrow you may be crying. Sat just yesterday morning at Cracker Barrel with Brother Bright and Brother Eldon. We were eating breakfast, and while we were sitting there, in came one of Brother Bright's grandsons, Jacob. Served several times in uh, uh, Afghanistan and Iraq. And he's in the military yet expecting a baby. Came in all smiles. 
I will come in the church service this morning and Brother Eldon met me in the foyer and said, Jacob's dad died suddenly yesterday afternoon of a heart attack. That's how quickly life can turn upside down. Everything's fine today. My blood pressure's all right. My heart's ticking. I don't have anything in my body. I don't have any tumors that I know of. But I can get up tomorrow and feel a pain in my side. Or I can go to sleep tonight and have a pain in my head. Or you can wake up tomorrow and get something in the mail that turns your world upside down. You better listen to this preacher tonight. When those times come, you better have something that will keep you on your feet. And the only thing that I know that will keep you on your feet is faith in God and a belief that God is going to see me through no matter what disruptions in life may come. In this life, you're going to have to deal with news that is shocking and news that is devastating and news that is overwhelming. But hear me, no matter what the news, God still has a word to say. Troubled times are not meant to destroy your faith, and they're certainly not meant to destroy your confidence. Troubled times are times when your faith can really glow and show itself. I'm going to tell you how to make it home tonight. You've got to live by faith. Amen. You've got to live by faith. You've got to make up in your mind that no matter what happens, God's still here. And God still cares. You see, faith is the key to heart trouble. Faith is what keeps us alive. What one believes and holds to in times of trouble is critical. I remember what Brother Steve testified to this church about many, many, many months ago. When he was going through a very difficult time and he was struggling and the devil was working on him, trying to pull him back into that old life. He was driving home from work and God began to speak to him in his discouragement. And God said, Steve, I just want to remind you that if I kept you when you weren't living for me, how much more will I keep you now that you are serving me? Oh, listen to me, church. There's nothing that can take the place of those kind of words. You see, you need that kind of faith in troubling time. And you need that kind of faith when the news is bleak. You need a faith that will hold on and say God's not through. You see, faith is simply the ability to hold out for a better verdict. Amen. That's what faith is. It's just holding on and saying, you know what? This is not over yet. I don't care if they even pronounce death over it. As long as God is with me, there's hope. Amen. There's hope. Even if it's dead for two or three or four days, there's still hope. Lazarus proved that. He stinketh. That's what Brother Landon reminded us of this morning. He stinketh. I don't care how bad it stinks. When God decides to move, He can bring life out of stinky situations. 
Oh, yes, he can. No matter what happens, you have to keep your faith alive because that's the only way you're going to make it home. That's the only way you're going to get all the way. I'm telling you tonight, you're not going to get there if you're driven by fear and you're overwhelmed by the hour and you're overwhelmed by the news and you're consumed by all that is against you. You're not going to make it. But if somehow you can lift your hands and say, by faith, I'm going to live today. By faith, I'm going to make it through this situation. By faith, I'm going to overcome these troubles. Whatever trouble says, faith says, hold on. Whatever your troubles say, faith says, hold out. Whatever your troubles say, faith says, it ain't over till God says it's over. Hallelujah. In turbulent time, this is the only way to keep your head above water. Look at what faith will do. I love Hebrews 11, verse 33 through 34 in the Amplified Version reads, Who by the help of faith subdued kingdoms, administered justice, obtained great promises, closed the mouths of lions, extinguished the power of raging fire, escaped the devouring of the sword out of frailty and weakness, won strength and became stalwart, even mighty and restless in resistless in battle, routing alien hosts. That's what happens when you live by faith. That's what happens when you walk in faith. That's what happens when you say, you know what? God is still in control. Hallelujah. He built you and I for such times as these. When the chips are down, we keep standing. When everything is against us, we keep standing. Pick up your heart and be of good courage. Faith will take you home. Faith will get you through. Fears and doubts and discouragement have never proved an ally in times of trouble. They have always been the source of my greatest difficulties. Never has a man in declining times made increase by being negative. Amen. Did you hear me? Somebody has to step up and say, I believe God. I believe God. Faith will cause you to do that. Faith will cause you to ignore the news of the day and say, but God, amen, but God, but God, amen. Faith will cause you to understand that life is sinking sand and no other place but on that rock can you stand. Build your hopes on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Faith will cause you to light a candle in your darkness. Faith will cause you to rest and not be stressed. Amen. Faith will take you home. Praise God. Faith will take you home. You see, I've decided I'm going to live by faith and not by fear. I refuse to live my life afraid, afraid of what the doctor's going to say, afraid of what the news is going to be, afraid of what's going to come tomorrow. I believe God for better things than that. 
And I believe God has brought me here to take me there. Amen. Whatever God has brought you through, He's brought you through so He can take you there. Amen. And if He can get you through whatever you've been through, He can get you through whatever you're going through. So get up on your feet and say, Come on, Lord, let's go home. Amen. Get on your feet and lift your hands and say, It's in His hands. And that's who I'm holding to right now. What does the news say? Well, the news says, but God has something better than the news. Oh, yes. You know, I've pretty much got to where I don't even like to listen to the news anymore because you don't hear any good news. But even when I do, I turn it on for a little while and I listen to it about as long as my nerves can stand it and I start getting discouraged and down in the mully grubs and I get afraid. I decide, you know what, that's not how God wants me to live. I'm not ignoring the realities of where we are. I'm just saying that God's not ignorant of it either. And His Word says something to the effect that once I was young, but now I am old. But... I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Now, folks, if that one's not true, then none of the rest of it's true. So what are you going to do? I'm going home. I didn't come all this way to die in the wilderness. I didn't come all this way for some disease to wrestle me down and kill me. He may take my body, but it's not going to take my life. I didn't come to this point in my life for some problem in my family to so disrupt my life that I don't have a future. I've come to this place tonight to tell you that no matter what your situation is, faith can take you home. Faith can take you home. Faith can get you through. How are you going to do it, Brother Hughes? I'm just going to live a day at a time, and I'm going to live every day in the hands of God.